Hey. I'm Lone Candle. Many conservative pundits like to claim that the marriage rates and out-of-wedlock births in black America are caused by great society welfare programs. They claim it like it is simply a fact and like welfare is the main cause. For example, popular YouTube pundit Steven Crowder casually makes the claim repeatedly, but he's wrong! Scholars have produced many papers studying the subject, both for great society welfare programs that started in the 60s and for welfare changes since. Conservative and liberal sources seem to have come to a consensus. Different types of welfare do produce a marriage disincentive for some people, whereby people would lose money if they got married. But the actual effect of this disincentive is inconsistent and small. The marriage penalty has arisen from a variety of welfare programs over the years. It has come about when welfare is offered to single women, but not when they marry. The idea behind such setups is that when the woman is married, the man will take care of the child. The problem is, this means the woman loses those welfare benefits and may decide to not marry to keep the benefits. The situation can also arise when welfare is based on household income. A man and woman may each make low enough to qualify for certain benefits, but after they marry, their joint income may put such benefits out of reach. Thus, they have the incentive to remain unmarried. Additionally, Benefits for simply having a child gives a woman an incentive to have a child. If she is unmarried, this means another out-of-wedlock birth. Finally, welfare may make a woman feel independent and like she doesn't need a man, where before she would marry simply to support herself and her children. These incentives are real, and I do not dispute them. However, incentives don't automatically lead to action. Particular incentives may not be large enough to induce action, or people may not be aware of them. To determine the extent that these incentives have actually led to more children out of wedlock, scholars have for decades been studying the data and trying to tease out statistically whether they can detect a correlation that suggests a cause and effect. There seems to be a general consensus among experts, although there are some on the fringes on both sides. Scholars mostly conclude that there likely is some effect but it is small and inconsistent. Many studies find no relationship, while others find some in certain conditions and areas, but it is weak. So a marriage disincentive from welfare has likely caused some children born out of wedlock, but isn't a main cause. Thus, when we hear conservative pundits cite this like it is the driver of black children being raised by single mothers, we should realize this is a grossly exaggerated claim. That doesn't mean there isn't a problem. The percentage of births born out of wedlock have certainly been going up. However, a straight look at the percentage of children born out of wedlock exaggerates things. And conclusions from this trend can be misleading. We may see this percentage go up and conclude it is all because unmarried women are having more children. But there is another side to this statistic. Married women are having less children. So, even if the amount of unmarried children remained the same, their percentage of total births would go up.
Now, the birth rate for single women has gone up, but the percentage of all births can be misleading. Looking at a graph for the amount of births per 1,000 single women from 1940 to 2015, we can see that the increase started well before the Great Society programs. From 1940 to the late 50s, we see a steep increase. Then it had a smaller incline until increasing faster again in the mid-70s. If the Great Society was causing this rate to increase, we'd expect a big jump in the 60s or early 70s. Instead, this looks like a long-term trend that started before Great Society welfare programs and continued well after their implementation until peaking around the time of the Great Recession in the late 2000s. Furthermore, if we separate out the birth rate of black and white unmarried women, we see that the rates for blacks has actually been falling. It decreased modestly during the 70s, then increased in the 80s before decreasing again in the early 90s. The rate for blacks has been much higher than whites for some time, but is decreasing. So, it is not like black children born out of wedlock is a new and growing problem. Now, the studies I referred to earlier do a much more sophisticated analysis than this. But, understanding the trends helps you get a bigger picture and helps one see the implausibility of the Great Society being the main driver of unmarried births. Why then have the percentage of births out of wedlock been going up? Several interrelated factors are at play. Culturally, it has become more acceptable to have children out of wedlock. The shame of such a thing has greatly decreased. Along with this, advances in birth control make having a child more optional. And the man, rather than feeling forced to marry a woman for having a child, can feel that the woman should have been more careful or should have gotten an abortion. While before, sexual relations may have been conditioned on a promise to marry if the woman got pregnant, now the man, for cultural and birth control reasons, is less likely to make such a promise or to feel such an obligation. Furthermore, before, women could refuse sex when there was no such promise, while now men expect sex without it. With the freedom gained by women over the decades also came less expectation of men to support them. A poor economy may also cause women to go ahead and have children. This may sound counterintuitive, but here is the mechanism. Women want to delay children so they can get a solid career or a husband with a solid career. But in an area with a poor economy, they may decide that there is little hope for that, so they might as well have a baby now. Scholars have done interviews with poor women, and it's clear that they desire delaying marriage until they have sure footing, just like middle class women do. However, they don't see shame in having a baby early. They actually want a child because it gives them a purpose in life and makes them feel like an adult. Some feel like they have few prospects in life and a child makes them feel loved. Couple that with men who are often criminals, have poor or no jobs, and cheat on their partners, and I can understand why these women would decide to go it alone. In the old days, Women would be ashamed to raise a child without a husband, and men would feel obligated as well as be heavily pressured to marry the mother of their children. With these attitudes weaker, and with poor women for who a child gives order, love, and purpose, we should expect out-of-wedlock births. Also, the cultural acceptance of cohabiting before marriage leads to more unmarried children. 
A majority of children born out of wedlock are to cohabiting couples. This may seem like it should give us less to worry about, but cohabiting parents are more likely to break up than married parents. Religion highly emphasizes abstaining from sex until after marriage and having a married couple raise a child. The decline of religiosity is yet another mechanism that produces more out-of-wedlock children. Even if the impacts of welfare disincentives are small, every child raised by a single parent has a less chance to succeed in life than one raised in a two-parent household. So, we should be open to welfare reforms that reduce or eliminate the marriage penalties. But, Let's not falsely claim that such penalties are the main cause of fatherless children, in general, or in black communities. I'm Lone Candle. Like me. Comment me. Love me.